right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here in person with my buddy Chuck, and through the magic of internet technology, John. Hey now. Yes. How are we doing? just come there in the 25 minutes it took. For Skype to set up, I should have driven there. But you didn't. But we did have a we, talk. Chuck and I actually said that why you like, couldn't hear us. Do you want me to just go fix it and come back? And yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have so. a theory on why it did, why it wasn't working now, and it's maybe the most heroic slash embarrassing theory ever. No, here's here's it. This isn't a singular event, John. Every time we Skype, I you, had something very special planned for the Skype. I get it, but here, I had Mark Morrison's. <laughs> I had Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac queued up oh. for me for, to play when I entered the Skype. Mm. However, I think having it queued up there made it so that it was the only thing that I could hear. Oh, it was like it was interrupting your your audio. Yeah, I think it was like locking me down. It's all right. It, it again it continu- very embarrassing. It continues to amaze <laughs> that John who. Is like you're really good at synthesizers and programming, and you do film work. Like yeah. you, you yeah. made it's video, really spectacular video work. You're in a band that uses a lot of technology. Yeah, yeah. you awful at most other technology. Didn't I, he teach you how to edit the podcast? Like, wasn't that, or did you know how to do? No, that? no. Well, yeah, yeah. Like you, you can edit stuff. Like you can use Audacity. Blithering <laughs> Thunderbluss. <laughs> but it is funny. But like, remember in the early days of the podcast? Remember we had to have a friend of the show come over. And set up the soundboard, cause, right? Because yeah. John didn't know how to use his band's soundboard. What to plug in where? But anyway, no, but I don't <laughs> do anything like that. You're you're a, yeah. you're a, you're a, Leda, a Luddite in the sense of, of Phil Jackson. The devil is in the details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're recording on draft day. This is Christmas. This is my. I mean, I I am ecstatic. I have Twitter open. I have, I have hoops hype page open. I just assume that you guys all uh, may, like put like four thousand dollars worth of bets on the draft in at like three a.m. last night, right? Or, <laughs> or was that just me? That was you. You were drunk. Oh gosh! As much as much as I love the draft, I do not pretend to know what is going to happen with the picks. What are your? Did you you so did you play some big bets on? Oh yeah. Who, so what are your biggest bets for who's going where? This will be fun okay. for people to listen to <clears throat> after they hear it once the draft has actually occurred. Let me log into my bunk ass uh, oh, bookie website. Do that as long as it doesn't screw your Skype up. Which no, I'm doing it on my phone. I'm so terrified. <laughs> yeah, don't even look at your <laughs> yeah, computer. Don't, don't touch your computer. So everything's working. Keep my Norbert relationship with away. my phone is very good. My relationship with my computer very my my girlfriend's computer. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm, I'm logging into my bunk ass bookies website, which I designed and created, by the way. See, see, how do you incredible. do that? Incredible, <laughs> yeah, I don't incredible. Know. I don't can't know. even figure out which proper Facebook <clears throat> account to post from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll often post in the Slack chat uh, texts to a group thread. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's trying to pay his power bill. H- how That's uh, our Patreon only Slack chat. <laughs> Oh, I've sent wagers and uh, pornography to my girlfriend on Xbox. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Also, my bar manager and uh, girlfriend have the same, uh, have the same, basically the same name in my phone. Terrible decision. Yeah. Terrible decision. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. All right. So one thousand three hundred dollars to what? win one thousand dollars. DeAndre Fox. Is that even his name? You're asking the wrong. Is it Darren? What does the fox Darren say? Fox? Yeah. Will be picked later than fourth. Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Darren so, Fox. That's right. DeAndre. So, <laughs> I don't even. And it's it's honestly amazing that I knew that his name was that. Uh, but so yeah. So that's a good one. You got another. Well, you got that, another. It's related one? to this. I don't think he's as good a player as Dennis Smith, who I've wagered twelve hundred dollars to win one thousand, will be taken under eight and a half. So if Dennis Smith is top eight. Yeah, that's this is my world. This is incredible. This is this now gives me things to cheer for on draft night. I won't say. Which oh, way it gets worse. I, I'm cheering. Two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. What? <laughs> to win one thousand dollars, Jason Tatum will be a top four pick. I haven't heard of either that's of these a, guys. Well, that's that. That's that's just that's, that's, Danny you, that, that's Chuck. Wow. Chuck. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That doesn't seem. In my mind, the money's not right there, John. No, it's probably not. It was three a.m. <laughs> I saw him. At... It was two fifteen a.m. I like how you're not even using units. No, you're just. No, no. Uh, these just... could be disastrous. Let's put it all out there. I'm not finished. Oh, oh no! <laughs> One thousand four hundred fifty dollars <laughs> to win one thousand dollars. Justin Jackson taken in the first twenty picks. Who does this? That's insane, John. This is highlighting your degeneracy in ways <laughs> I've never been aware. And the final selection. I was like, and, and you owe me $80 from like yeah. 16 months ago. Patreon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's our dues. What, what bet did I lose there? <laughs> I think that, that was uh, Minnesota Timberwolves tickets from January uh, of 16. Yeah. <laughs> I, think my, I think my sister's divorcing that guy, so we may just have to <laughs> let that one go. Uh, and the final wager, Malik Monk, $1,150 to win $1,000, taken in the top eight picks. These are incredible. I, I Everyone knows that I know very little about the draft, but just, just those, uh, those, those handful of bets, that's riveting television. Ugh. I, I really hate it when I look at my bets and I can tell if I was inebriated or not because they'll all be f- sucker bets. Like... <laughs> Because when I'm sober, I'll see all these value bets. So I'll be like, you know, $1,000 to win $2,000. Not these. Mm-hmm. How about this Jason Tatum? That's, yeah. d- oh, God. I, I'm really nervous about that, that, that Tatum one. Was he in yeah. Magic Mike? Yeah. Mm. Uh, two. Two. Basically. Back to tr- back in training. <laughs> I tried to watch Magic Mike, too, and I couldn't do it. Even though Kevin Nash is more prominently featured as Tarzan, I still couldn't do it. Kevin Nash of wrestling fame? Heck, too sweet, me. Oh, <laughs> Skype too sweet. Reaching through the internet. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we are recording in the morning, which is not our usual thing, despite our breakfast shtick. Did you guys have a chance to eat breakfast? No. I have had, the only thing I've had to eat in the past two days is two entire grapefruits. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Is that some kind of Whole30? I feel no. like that's bad for your organs. I'm not a doctor. No, that's uh, that's just running on empty, boys. Oh, that's kind of gross. I did not eat. I had to wake up early and uh, cook pork. So I woke more up noodles. There. Cook more soba noodles. No, po- I should have. I uh, I went. I woke up to cook my pork belly because I sell it on the truck. It's a very fine event for me. I love doing it. I could do a little dry rub. And then some other stuff that I'll never tell you because it's proprietary. But it takes about 20 minutes to get that pork ready. And then I throw it in the oven. And then it wasn't ready. When ah. the time I thought, because usually it takes about two hours, but I cooked at home today. Don't tell the health department. And uh, You got to stop cooking at home. That oven's no damn good. It's no damn good. So it took another. Chicken for bullet holes. 
Took another. <laughs> my house was shot up recently, and a murder occurred. A drive-by shooting occurred uh, just mere weeks ago. Wow. My house in East Nashville. And you and your house caught a stray? My house? No, these are two separate shooting incidences. Oh. One, yeah, one time I had uh, two bullets go through my room. One went into my my roommate's room. Oh, man. Shattered a uh, framed photo on his wall of him in Iraq. Oh, So he took that as a sign and moved out promptly. Uh, no, yeah, that's some Final Destination. Uh, I it's okay. Chuck found an actual prostitute mo- to move in, so everything's cool. She's a stripper. Sex work <laughs> is work, John. <laughs> don't don't put your conservative biases. The best your- was when I had to explain to Chuck's other roommate that, hey, man, technically your home is a brothel. <laughs> well, no, no one is having sex in that place. I, I believe for you. money, well, I, I, yeah, other I'll than say. me. <laughs> That's biggie used to, to, to pull on that front, Chuck. Right, but yeah, I've got the house shut up. So anyway, I cooked the pork, and I didn't have time to eat breakfast. It's too bad. Yeah. I had a. You don't. You don't nibble on that pork when you're cooking it. You want me to eat raw pork, John? Well, I, just, I figured that out. <laughs> is, your, <laughs> is your cooking savvy as well, yeah, when, impressive when you're, when you're as you're slicing your... that pork up? You're not just putting mm. it in the old mouthful. <laughs> right. A piece of a little taste of this pork belly oh, in your mouth, salty. uncooked. Mm. I had tastes some, a little uh, bit like salmonella. I, I had a kind of a throwback, maybe, maybe like a, a Guatemalan street breakfast that I had before in my life. I cooked myself some black beans yesterday. I, I never cook at home, and mm. I really like. I love black beans. I f- envision Keith eating cold black beans out of a tin. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't, so, so <laughs> that he the, pulled from a bindle. No, the uh, black beans out of cans like mm-hmm. make me insanely gassy, like like oh. uncomfortably gassy. And so I'm oh. like, you know what? If I fight him in a restaurant, if I, or even like a Chipotle black bean, I don't get very gassy. So I was like, I have terrible news for you. Those come from cans. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, but, no, no. Um, so, so you know, I, I soaked them. We had fun. Actually, a little chase buddy Budinger. Uh, I was like, hey, let's cook some beans for fun. Like this is day activity. Uh, right. I, I put them. I, w- I was rinsing them off in a colander, and I was gonna, like, now we're gonna dump them in this pot. And and he was like, no, 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 no dump. And he wanted to move because he loves moving things from like cup to cup or bowl to bowl. He moved all the beans pretty much one at a time, like from what from the colander. Into the pot, so that was that is, that is some Rain Man stuff, right? Yeah, that's there. some. Man, that's also yeah. It was definitely some uh, weird manual labor. Like, oh, this turns out like he wants to do this. This will entertain him for half an hour. So yeah, so he did that. But I cooked him. Did you, did and you he, catch a cat nap while he counted beans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mainly, I just uh, uh, you know tried to watch some Draft Express videos. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, for, for, for breakfast this morning, I had just some tortillas with uh, some black beans in them and uh, you know, a little hot sauce. That was it. That's pretty nice. Have you guys been looking at the ringer draft stuff at all? Uh, a little bit. My I, favorite is how like the disparity between the um, like potential uh, like this player could be blank, and it'll oh, be right, like, right. for like three guys. It'll be like Chandler Parsons, uh, you know, Junkyard Dog, uh, you know, uh, Nick Calathis, and then all of a sudden, it'll be like, God, this player could be God, Larry Bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Well, and you're like, well, then why is he 15th? Yeah, and like, like God, Sham God was four. Well, they're one. It's like, yeah, best case, Kawhi Leonard. 
Like yeah. mo- most most probable comp, Demar Johnson. Yeah. No, I don't. It could either be an MVP candidate or a right. rotational player at best. or a rotational player for the basketball tournament. <laughs> um, all right. So after those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I think we three, as a trio, a trinity, if you will, triumvirate, uh, probably triage. need to That's not right. stop making light of and perhaps stop making t-shirts of what is becoming quite a sad affair. It's Phil Jackson's, uh, what I would only describe as syphilitic uh, insanity. Good Lord. I would love to see Phil Jackson have a, have a town hall a la conservative lawmaker. Mm. Jeannie Buss gave him the bug. <laughs> Did you see uh, Evan Turner? Evan Turner yes. tweeted, like, yes, I did. What would you do if Jeannie Buss is like, hey, Phil, Trevi Porzingis, and we'll get back together? Can we get him on the podcast? Get, getting an NBA player to tweet that out is, is amazing. <laughs> I love this this breakdown of the line between our celebrity basketball players and the and the audience. Where I'm just gonna give you some good jokes. Also, Joel Embiid shouting, we don't uh, we don't have we don't care if you skip an exit interview over here. Like come yeah. to Philly. <laughs> I mean, especially after this miserable postseason, I have so many friends who ask me why I like the NBA so much, and this is yet another wrinkle. It's so good. Because here I am, nude in bed, discussing Evan Turner's Twitter account. Ooh, that's hot. There's a vision. Mm, fast break breakfast after dark. There's your T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my my apology is going to be uh, kind of more of a, a Chuck John apology. I'm going to apologize for something I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and apologize uh, for all the bitter and unending tweets and opinions I'm going to be letting out. Just about once, the Grizzlies? Once the Grizzlies... <laughs> let Tony Allen walk because they only offer him a minimum contract mm. and he signs for like 4 million somewhere else. Right. Like the minimum contract is 2.3 million. Like I'm is that be, happening? Well, it, it has been reported by uh, the commercial appeals, Ron Tillery beat, beat writer that the Grizzlies are only prepared to retain Tony Allen on a minimum contract. If that so, happens, I'm going to cut my left nipple off with garden shears and send them to Robert Pera. Mm. I mean, there's some of that, there's some of that talk that, you know, like he's not going to, he doesn't take a bench roll very well. And maybe his leadership isn't exactly the best for the atmosphere of the locker room. Fake oh, news. Good Maybe Lord. Fizdale wants to build the team in his own image. Grind I'm just saying, father. There's no take one else to sign. Right. Yeah. Like you oh, wouldn't. Oh, I don't know. We could get Mike Muscala. Right. Well, it's like, like, like I, I tweeted an hour ago about the possible free agents that the Grizzlies could afford at shooting oh, guard. It's bleak. It's, it's bleak. like Randy Foy. Ooh. Yeah. That's probably the best shooting guard available. Honestly, uh, real talk. Wouldn't mind yeah. having Randy Foy. I know. <laughs> cause, he, Cause he can dribble. Yeah. He, he, he can dribble. Shoot. But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to be super bitter. I know Tony Allen isn't amazing, but he's a starter level guy. The, the talks of his demise. What do you mean? Tony Allen is not amazing. Well, I mean, he's amazing, but like <laughs> the idea that you wouldn't pay him five million dollars to to be on your basketball team when there's when there's really no better options is, is insanity. Maybe they're privy I, to uh, his injury. I've seen a thing. few Twitterati talking about getting Tyreek, and it makes me want to die. 
I don't know if this is a specific Memphis affliction. If just gr- people living in Memphis are in love with Tyreek Evans, Tyreek Evans is a disaster for yeah. the Grizzlies. And more importantly, he hasn't been healthy in three years. I think he he's is played just thirty games and twenty-five games the last two seasons. He's a he's like Tony Allen in that he is a like defense first guy, but he's not as good at defense as Tony Allen is. And he's not as smart on offense as Tony Allen is. So he's just like a lesser, a lesser Tony Allen who can pass. Is that it? Well, I mean, yeah, he's a creator, you know, like he's a creator. He's a secondary ball handler. You know, I don't think anyone is is playing up his defense, Uh, but I I can't can't imagine that. Go ahead. No, I I can't imagine adding a guy who can't shoot period. This Grizzlies team doesn't need any who can't shooters. And and the idea that you would replace Tony Allen because presumably he isn't good in today's NBA to replace him with a guy who needs the ball in his hands, a poor man's Lance Stevenson currently like a guy who, if he's going to be your creator, he has to have the ball. Like he can't play off the ball whatsoever. Right. So I I think it's, I think it's a little wild. Anyway, that's my uh, (laughs) free agent acquisition dreams are the likes of Omri Caspi or San Eliasova. And the dearly departed James Johnson. We are going. We're going to have uh, enough said. We should probably move on because I do want to have a Grizzlies epilogue, a little pre-draft, <clears throat> pre-free agency Grizzly epilogue. So we'll talk more about that about our Ursan Ilyasova dreams. Chuck, do you have anything you feel remorse about? Yeah, I didn't even look at the draft board. Oh, no worries there. Yes. Yeah, it's so, not our thing, and it's not my thing. Uh, I don't, you know, I'll figure out the rookies when my, you know, fantasy team flags them as a uh, possible, <laughs> possible pickup. But no, the, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry, you guys. I've been busy. I don't care about nineteen year olds. Well, well, well yes, well, you do. Just, just quote, quote that right there. That was between that. And no one's having sex at our house. We're getting, we're getting just honesty. Early, early yeah. morning, Chuck, unfiltered. Oh. I've what a disinformation on this podcast. The honesty is flying out. Sigmund Freud just got a message notification. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we move on to our steak and eggs, best thing, just a reminder for the month of June and maybe July, we are reinstating the if you write a five star iTunes review, we will read it on air. Here we go. Apparently, you guys wouldn't uh, do it for free. So we've uh, we've started doing that again. Uh, we have one in the chamber. I'll save that for next week. Am I supposed to read it? No, yeah, I'll, I'll queue it up for Chuck <laughs> next week. But uh, so if you want to plug yourself, your Twitter handle, your band, your podcast, whatever it might be, uh, just write a five-star iTunes review or do whatever you want in there. Obviously, that helps us out, and then we will give you a shout-out. Just make sure it's not uh, excessively offensive. Also, if you want more basketball, if you want more John and Chuck around the clock with their un- filtered opinions much like chuck has been dropping already uh you can support our show at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast and sign up for the slack chat which has gotten insane uh, it's turned into a whole thing someone figured out the you could make auto responses happen whenever keywords are said and i gotta say it's making my life a lot better it's I'm, hilarious it's uh, and then and then people are getting angry People, all Liam's getting angry and not typing the words because he knows it's going to put yeah. a response, and then you then you just put you type in the word after him yeah. just to make it happen. It's, oh, it's amazing! It's like a, the way the a Jewish person <laughs> you know writes Yahweh. They don't use all the <laughs> right, letters, right? They know. don't. Yeah, you don't want. You don't, you, you, it's, it's offensive to spell the name <laughs> of God. Right, right. But no, we're typing in Yahweh, and then Yahweh's picture jumps up. <laughs> uh, we fly have a graven image. Somebody's creating Yahweh, emojis. Ray Fiennes, and Harry There's Potter. There's like a. a 
Phil Jackson How's It Going emoji, a Guy Fieri emoji. They're so good. La- uh, LeVar Ball emoji. There's a Boudreaux's butt paste emoji. If you guys are fans <laughs> of the show, you know that that's a thing for us. The dad's like, so yeah, if dad's you want to like, support the show and if you want to join a bunch of other crazy basketball dad's fans, like, having shout fun out. talking about basketball in a safe and supportive environment, go to patreon.com slash breakfast. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last, whatever, week? Mm. Oh, maybe just, uh, you know, like the whole NBA exploding. The whole NBA is exploding. It's the best thing ever. It is. It's super F5 season. Our son is dying. Hit that refresh button, dude. It's amazing. It's, I thought that was a hurricane reference. Jeff. No, 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 no. F5 refresh <laughs> button. <laughs> I don't know is that a Miami <laughs> thing? No. So well, that's a tornado. Bill Paxton Twister reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Elway's just died. <laughs> and Bill Paxton. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, Carrie Elway's is actually alive. Is Helen Hunt the only the only actor f- still alive from Twister? Oh. I think Carrie Elway's is alive. I was just referring to his character dying. However, this does bring to mind an interesting topic. Uh, uh, Helen Hunt, Hank Azaria, most lopsided actor-actress couple. Helen Hunt. Which way? Are you kidding me? Hank Azaria is a, a monster. I think Hank Azaria, I mean, he's got those Simpsons royalties. He's, he's, he's funny. She doesn't need any money, though, man. That's why I'm t- doing actor-actress, because you can it. find plenty of actor-rich lady, actress-super-rich dude. I think they're a perfect couple. Have that you seems s- like a perfect match to me. Have you seen Hank Azaria with his shirt off, bro? He's ripped, but he's got, like, you know, his f- proboscis looks... Quite Are you penile. saying that Helen Hunt is too attractive for Hank Azaria, or is it the other way? Yes, or too. I'm saying. leaning the other way. Uh, yeah, I'm more Remember, enamored with Hank Azaria time, than I know, am. Best actress, topless scene actress. I mm-hmm. would let Hank Azaria take care of me. I mean, well, I mean, they're already splitsville, and Hank oh, Azaria's. No. If it weren't for the Simpsons, I don't think we'd know who he is. This, any this is Probably the not. best. 1999 topic we've Dude. ever had on the show. <laughs> Crushing. This is the <laughs> stuff that is floating there, around my I mind would say, I would say times. most of our Slack chat isn't sure who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Uh, yeah, let's my, move on. Okay, let's move on to Greg Kinnear then. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... No, going back to what you said, the NBA going crazy, this is what I was talking about. I was telling you when the season was ending, like, I can't wait. This is happening. And it's been beyond my wildest dreams. Is. This is so much better than this the playoffs. Keats. I mean, this like, is this is always my favorite time of the favorite time of the year. Now things are just out of control. Mm-hmm. Like the this Sixers, is like really Celtics. crazy though, right? We're not just making this isn't recency bias, right? This does seem crazy. I feel like this is at a greater degree than we've seen in previous seasons and people are arguing it's because of the warriors or whatever it is. But I mean, just the, there, there were so we were talking last week. There were so many teams that have to make a trade and like the Celtics being one, uh, like the trailblazers we know are going to make a trade. seems like Paul George is going to get traded. Um, and, and this is not even the things that have happened. Like, like other teams have made a trade like that Hornets, Sell a Hornets Hawks deal is insane. I'll, I guess I'll save that maybe for a hey. Maybe I'm a, ready to a, declare a winner in that deal. Can we? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think mean, the I think the Hornets made the right move. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, the Hornets got the best player, which is Dwight Howard. I mean, he's the best player. And got rid of the, the worst contract. 
and got rid of the worst contract, which is Miles Plumley, Sky Miles. I don't know why the Bucks gave you so much money. They also got the best pick in the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They moved up to thirty-one from forty-one. That's just a bizarre. Yeah, it's so bizarre trade. Is Magic Johnson also running the Hawks? <laughs> Man, I, I don't know what the Hawks are are even doing. Uh. But it, it, yeah, so I mean, all these things. So my my steak and eggs is just ever since Danny the Ferry dropped the amount of trades and the fact that it's gonna. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Ever since Danny Ferry dropped the M-bomb, that team's never been the same. They've really struggled. Well, and now, <laughs> the, I assume, they've also, uh, their, their new GM, Travis Schlink, said that their Paul Millsap could receive an offer that they're not prepared to match. Like, he's unrestricted free agent. It looks like Horford, you know, like, they, they let Horford walk for nothing to get a year of Dwight Howard, and now it looks like Millsap might be gone. So if they lose Millsap and Horford for nothing, I are they just going hardcore tank? Like this team so, could be one of the worst teams in the NBA next so year. So the Hawks, yeah. so the Hawks, which had quote unquote three almost playoff level players and Jeff Teague. I know that sounds ridiculous, but once upon a time, Al yep. Horford and Paul Millsap. And when all those players are gone, the only one they're going to have successfully traded was Jeff Teague. And I cannot even remember who they got in that three-way swap. Well, they got uh, Taring Prince. Turns um, out they got the draft pick. So Taring Prince, it, who, who does, seem to, does seem to be a, you know, a decent player, like he could be a good role player. But I mean, yeah, they, they've got... Kent Bazemore went from sixth, seventh good guy to have off the bench to go-to scorer. Yeah. <laughs> He's now like your primary guy. Like, what are they going to do with Tim Hardaway Jr.? Yeah, I, I assume the Hawks... Bazemore should be waving towels, not taking... End yeah. of game shots. He should yeah, be playing. A, he's awesome modern day ML minutes. Carr, not Dominique Wilkins. Mm-hmm. That's a mess. Uh, Do you have a specific best thing, Chuck? Oh man, we have a uh, we have a a follower, a listener, a Patreon supporter, Damon, Dayman, Damon, Damon Rangula. Damon, say it. He lost his mind on Twitter. After he's in like D'Angelo. Lebanon or Taiwan right now. I can't remember I think he's which. Taiwan? No. Yeah, yeah. Hong Taiwan, Kong. the capital of Lebanon. Yes. <laughs> um, his breakdown. That's where Cracker Barrel was started. His breakdowns uh, on on Twitter during the D'Angelo Russell trade uh, were of epic proportions. I enjoyed all of it. I felt bad for him. We all supported him on the Patreon because he was seeming to be despondent. And and being being in a foreign country, as uh, presumably by himself on like a business trip or something, so it's, it's, it's a rough place to be when you when your team trades away mm-hmm. one uh, you, the guy who was previously part of the hope for the future. Right. What does Damon do? Is this some like war? Don't dog ask. Stuff? In, what is going on? In my on? mind, he actually was just going to visit a guy who runs a tech podcast. Probably just a, <laughs> just, just just a big fan. Hang out. Thought he would just go there, hang out. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you like the Lakers? We're in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I bring him up, but only to mention his tweet. Um, the rest of the NBA is playing <laughs> check, uh, chess while the Lakers are playing trumpets. <laughs> and that just made me... I don't me, know what it means. I don't I like know it. what it means. It's a turn. It's Angels, a turn. trumpets, and devil's trombones. It's so perfect, and it is exactly what they're doing, that, it seems like. So that trade, which looks slightly better... For the Lakers, now that the league announced the salary cap will be it's lower. Yeah. So now the salary cap is down a couple more million dollars. That Mozgov contract is even worse. Uh, and Brooke Lopez is pretty good. 
I don't know if he's a part of the future. Especially from downtown. Yeah, Brooke Lopez was 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 good last year. Um, he's a stretch five now. Like he's hitting those threes. Uh, he is going to be a free agent. They they trade him for one year. So they they but they unloaded to open up salary cap room, presumably for Paul George, and then next year for another free agent, possibly. LeBron. Unloaded a rat fink. <laughs> <laughs> He's a snitch, dude. Magic yeah. Johnson doesn't doesn't take lightly. He's old school. Breaking that locker room code. Hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Ubuntu, dude. You're messing with all that juice and juju. Hilarious that Nick Young outlasted D'Angelo Russell by, by merely a day. Yeah. <laughs> merely a day. I mean, yeah. he might come back, but Nick Young opting out. So for the Nets, you know, it's a good deal. They have all that salary cap room. They turned Brooke Lopez into a hope for the future. We don't know if D'Angelo Russell is going to be good. For the Lakers, it seems, I don't know, it still seems like they pulled the plug too early. It seems like maybe oh, they could have found... Magic's just begun, man. He's going to be bringing in, you know, Swin Nader and, and Michael <laughs> Cooper. This locker room's getting a makeover. Oh, God. That's incredible. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel like the Nets won that trade, but I'm not torn up about it for the Lakers. Like, okay. Like, and if you have word on the street, if agents are giving you, if there's the collusion going on with the teams and the agents about, yes, Paul George is coming here. Let's make this room. Yes, we're going to draft Lonzo Ball probably, you know, and then LeBron down the line because Dan Gilbert, he doesn't care about burning a bridge. No. Don't Paul George and D'Lo have the same agent or something? Yes. Hmm. And Julius Randle. So what if the Lakers traded that pick? Because everybody's clamoring to get into the top four, I've read in one blog. Um, <laughs> I, I, what if they traded that pick to New York for Chris Tapps, huh? We could see a little... Uh, but then why would they have traded for, yeah. you know, Rolo? Could they have, could they have traded the number two? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, things, are, things are messy. It's hard to figure out. That's the point, though. It seems like everything can move. There's so many... There's so few things that are like... Batten down. I, I don't know, Keith. I'm pretty sure from my wagers of where everyone is landing. So, yeah, John's not going to lose any money at all ever. <laughs> this could be one of the worst nights of John's life. I never be a very no, no, very uh, final podcast. Yeah, I uh, I've never seen John so excited as him telling me how he how much money he won betting on the U.S. Open. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, no one cares. Bruce all Kepka. about that. <laughs> yeah, he he said a name I never heard and said, he got me so much money, and now really I need sure baseball. If that's how you pronounce it. There's like a diphthong in there, and those always kind of... <laughs> umlaut. Yeah, I'm not really sure how those work. Well, uh, let's move on to some of the worst things. We, we kind of talked about it. I think like that that Hawks trade is, is one of the worst, but cream of wheat, worst of week, the opposite of our steak and eggs. Does anyone have a cream of wheat, worst of week? The calves. Just the calves, the just, implosion. Just, just uh, I'm quoting the, the Damon, behind the scenes. Quoting Damon, paraphrasing Damon again. Damon, God, I wish I had learned it when I met him. Um, it was it 2016 uh, when the franchise first championship? 2017, assemble one of the greatest offenses ever. 2018, hire Chauncey Billups. Like <laughs> hire Chauncey Billups, who has publicly campaigned for Carmelo Anthony to be traded for Kevin Love. Right. And now <laughs> he's been offered a five-year deal reportedly to be the GM of the Cavs. Mm -hmm. He's mulling it over. The Cavs he's who... not sure he's going to take this offer because he's got big three. Right. 
He's got big three GM responsibilities. Yeah, he's a baller. He's got that. Uh, <laughs> he can't let down Ice Cube. Yeah, no. Way. He made he made a commitment to Ice Cube in a three on three league. O'Shea O'Shea doesn't play. You got to go get it. But uh, yeah, it's just it's incredible. And really, all this is is a you know reflection on the Warriors kind of being just so badass. It's also a everybody's flipping their shit. Nobody's making adjustments at the margin. You know, I think there's going to be like major like upheaval in every you know top five team. You see it with the Spurs, you see it with the Cavs, you see it with everybody, and it's kind of weird, but it's amazing. It's yeah. led to all of this you know tumult which we enjoy. I think it's more of a referendum also on the Dan Gilbert just being not a good person. Every everyone. You know, we like to separate basketball from the human beings. We're like, we don't like, we know all the owners. If you're a billionaire, you probably have done things that are terrible that harm people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Gilbert, especially so, uh, speeding up with his predatory lending, his, uh, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but then him always having this reputation of not valuing his front office people and then going out of his way, it seems like, to keep David Griffin. From getting another GM job, right? By holding on to him till the very end, and then David Griffin apparently negotiating for a Jimmy Butler trade within the hour of being let go, mm-hmm. and now they're not having anyone. It's, it's also it's also shades of the Milwaukee Bucks hiring a uh, completely unknown guy because no one could figure out who was in charge, like ownership wise, of the Bucks who's making the decisions. So they let they let their their front office guy go to. Um, the Hawks, actually. Yeah. And then uh, just hired a guy, 34, young, younger than me, uh, by many years, who no one had really even, even heard of. He's older than me, thankfully. John, John you there? I'm uh, trying to place a bet on when uh, someone named Caleb Swanigan goes in the draft. <laughs> I thought we had so. a Skype malfunction. I texted John. Hey, buddy, you there? <laughs> no, I'm just looking He's at just it. just in odds. a K-hole. Uh, that's incredible. <laughs> That's what happened when you mention Ice Cube in the year 2017. I immediately go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I'm in like a a family friendly movie. Mm. Are we there yet? <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're not listening to Predator anymore, boys. That <laughs> that Ice Cube is gone. It's true. You got the you coolest gotta... thing Ice Cube has done <laughs> in the past decade is this stupid three on three tournament. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He kind of his last hurrah was the movie Players Club. Deep Blue Sea. Oh, no. That was That's a little cool, cool J. J, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ice, gotcha. Ice Cube Anaconda. was the one who got ate by the shark, right? That was that good. <laughs> Hello, the, cool um, lives. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, my worst you thing. You killed my bird. <laughs> my worst thing is actually the best thing. Uh, Patrick Beverly saying he wants out of the Rockets, and the Rockets reportedly trading him. But then on Twitter, uh, Someone being like this Pat Beverly rumor of him leaving, like he's not going to go anywhere. And Pat Beverly quote tweeted that with saying, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, Pat well, the Rockets I, are apparently signing everyone or trading for everyone. Yeah. So. Uh, the Rockets trying to get rid of Ryan Anderson. No regrets there on that contract. Looking to move Lou, move Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly to hopefully, again, Magic Johnson style. Sign every free agent who who's available. You got a you got a cream of wheat, John. Is it the worst of the week, or is the Schadenfreude 
of Phil Jackson exploding the only good thing the Knicks have stumbled into under his tenure the worst. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we should definitely come back. This deserves an apology and a worse thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is so grotesque. Do you remember when uh, Derek Rose went AWOL, just disappeared, and then uh, Phil said absolutely nothing? And then uh, Chris Tapps, you know, f- goes on vacation instead of filling out a questionnaire at the end of the season. And now Phil is like apoplectic. It just doesn't Never make sense. In my 30 years of basketballing, <sighs> has someone missed an exit interview with moi? Yeah. And some teams don't have exit interviews. Like, it's why? Just, it's, that probably was like the second exit interview Phil Jackson's ever done. Right. And, uh, the, one, of, the, one of the great things was Embiid tweeting, uh, we don't have it, exit yeah. interviews. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. This what? has been so great. Oh, the playoffs are so boring. And yeah, now Jackson is just such a relentless horse's ass. <laughs> well, and just the the continual terrible decisions they made coaching wise, like keep putting Kurt Rambis in charge of things. They gave like, the carcass of uh, Joakim Noah seventy two million. They keep million playing dollars. like not good lineups, like to use Porzingis, and they got so lucky. They with fired Porzingis. his coach. Yeah, like the coach he liked, and mm-hmm. then so yeah, I do. Like I'm actually starting to feel. Some sympathy towards Knicks fans. Never. I mean, I, I, I've never uh, liked yeah, the Knicks. I'm with you, but, man. I, th- but this, this is, is just cruel. Darkest timeline. Philadelphia 76ers crap. It's it's uh, the hubris of the of the mo- mostly the Nick fan <clears throat> in general, and not just about the Knicks, but about New York basketball. There's not many good players coming out of New York City anymore. <laughs> uh, Stephon Marbury <laughs> and I- Bassey Telfair. I saw this. Uh, I think Kyle Newbeck tweeted it. If the NBA felt compelled to step in with the 76ers with the tanking, right? Like apparently they had a role in transitioning the Colangelos into power, and maybe we, this is a problem with the league. Why wouldn't the NBA be compelled to be like, Bill Jackson is senile? Oh, he's, well, he's losing his mind. And I want everyone to know if you haven't listened to our podcast for a while, we are specific. We have been specifically anti Phil Jack- Jackson for some time. Yeah. This isn't new. We're not jumping on this bandwagon. This is we have what not liked bandwagon? him for so long. Yeah, I don't. There's not a lot of <laughs> Phil Jackson apologists out there. Anymore. No, <laughs> a lot of people like. Well, yeah, but it just seems you, you know. You got to look at it from his perspective. <laughs> it's like no, nah, it's pretty much a mess. All right, well, those are our cream of weeds. Let's do a few kind of bullet points. For a, a brief, scattered, smothered, covered, uh, and, and then we'll do a Grizzlies epilogue. Uh, any thoughts, any, any short thoughts on that Celtics getting the number one pick or trading away the number one pick to the Sixers? No. Just no. No. I just don't think, I think they're, they didn't get enough. Well, I mean, they were in this weird place where uh, the, this draft doesn't provide them in the position where they're drafting the, uh, the player they need, they, you know, they need, uh, I think they need interior, uh, help. They're great on the wings defensively. Um, and yeah, the, the top four guys are all wing players. Some of them can't shoot and they, they could have probably had Rashawn Holmes thrown in there. If they had asked, they could have fought. Why, yeah. Why didn't they fight for Rashawn Holmes? There's Come some on, things. They some. Done. Chris they Vernon's could've. favorite player. Um, you know, Dario, Sorry, Vinny, I, I'm feeling like Vinny Verno placing all these horrible bets. 
but yeah, they could have got more. But I think uh, ultimately they're in this place where they can, and even now, like they could take that that third pick and trade for Lamarcus Aldridge, and be in, you know much uh, better in the inside. I mean, than I wouldn't were. do that. I know you wouldn't. That'd, that'd be a nightmare. It would be, but there's all sorts of you know things that they can do now uh, without having that pressure of swinging and missing on that that pick. Yeah, I just, I think I think they're one of those teams too that I guess the Celtics are really taking a long range approach, and it might change. Maybe they are going to trade for Jimmy Butler using using that third pick, right? Which I still feel like I don't know. I think I, I said this on the podcast with Peter Edmiston on Monday talking about the Grizzlies. I think too many teams are focused on this like we can't win for three years. Let's all focus on four years from now. Like just get Jimmy Butler, win sixty games next year. Like all right, you might lose to the Cavs, but I mean that's a good run. I I, I think. I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. Uh, speaking of Lamarcus Aldridge, yeah, the Spurs. N- many people saw this coming. Uh, yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge once out of San Antonio, as reported by uh, Stephen A. Smith. But also, the Spurs have per- allegedly shopping him for a top ten pick. John, you think they'll get any uh, any takers there? I can't really comment on this because anytime I'm fine seeing his name written, Lamarcus Aldridge. But as soon as you say it aloud, you say Mark Gasol. Yeah. yeah. Right in the middle of that. Right in the middle. And every time it happens, when his name is said aloud, like you can say LaMarcus or you can say Aldridge, but you always say both names. Yeah. And all I can think about is that. It's like a babushka of Mark Gasol. A nesting doll. <laughs> yes. A Russian <laughs> nesting doll. I mean, I'd rather have LaMarcus Aldridge than most of these picks. I think I, I mean, as far as, as far as right now, I know now, he hasn't fit very well for the Spurs, but I could, I mean, s- I remember him, you know, being an all-star player and he's not that old. I could see the magic trading for him. Maybe <clears> trying <throat> to get him to play a little small forward. Mm. A little, <laughs> yeah. Pal- a little Vucevic Aldridge front court, all the 19 footers, <clears throat> all play Aaron, of them. Play, play Aaron Gordon at point. Yeah. yeah. Point, Aaron Gordon. Oh, speaking. Of I this, just look forward to that, so we can then see Lamarcus Aldridge written on a whiteboard in a like a to be traded later <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. scenario. Also, the Spurs, Pal Gasol, someone somehow opted out. There what was in a, the hell. There was a moment when I thought that was going to be the biggest story of Tuesday, <laughs> but that ended up being like the tenth biggest story of Tuesday. Right. Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, Pal Gasol. Excuse me. Turning down seventeen million dollars for next year, nuts. just to give them some cap space, and then you know he's going to probably sign a longer term deal. That's nuts. Yeah, that's that's some under the table. You can be you can have a seat at the table of our Bilderberg meetings. There's a lot of chicanery <laughs> going on. Yeah, it's weird. They've always maybe done maybe that. Maybe he's though. building an opera house next to the Alamo. I don't know <laughs> what the hell's going Man on. Man loves his culture. All right, well let's uh, let's move on. Actually, oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 Keith, Keith, Keith. You forgot the International Stackhouse of Pancakes. What am I supposed to do? What do you got? Well, I'm, I think we honorarily give it to uh, to uh, Phil Jackson. Phil, Phil Jackson <laughs> for the most swings and misses for the week. <clears throat> the award section of the program. The <laughs> First time ever giving Stackhouse. it to a GM. Oh, uh, there is something that just came across my timeline here. Yes, Chuck. Uh, James Dolan, speaking of the Knicks, will skip the NBA draft. For a concert with his band, JD and the Straight Shot. That makes sense. Woo! <laughs> I love Who you gonna the NBA. Boo now, Knicks That's, fans. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
Maybe not when you're a billionaire, but sometimes it's hard to book, you know, to get the right venue you want. Right. You're booking that show a couple months in advance. Right. And you're like, oh, I forgot that was NBA draft night. Damn. I feel for you, JD, in the straight shot. Yeah, dude. Here's Good. hoping your uh, your music takes off. Yeah. Good luck at wherever you're playing. But I mean, if you're, a, if you're a Knicks fan, you want James Dolan as far from the draft as possible, right? Oh, no. I think I think Knicks fans like miss the days of Jimmy Dolan interfering with the front office decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, couldn't be worse than this. Wouldn't it have been great if uh, Phil Jackson like booked him on that night. <laughs> he finally gets a call. He's Phil's like, going to show up on stage playing the sitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, before we get to the Grizzlies epilogue, par fade away. I mean, it's the drafts tonight, but we got anything else we're looking forward to? Uh, it was learning the names of rookies, yeah, and and <laughs> reading, because it, it, really all of my hesitance to invest because I used to be a draft, you know, right nudnik, and they it never panned out. Two or three players from every draft turn out to be a thing. Sometimes a player gets drafted and he's good Ooh, and he's a bad fit. These are some hot takes. I am a hot taker. They're not hot takes. Are these hot cakes? Hot take hot cakes. <laughs> John, you On got average. Hot cake? Some, some, I'm, some, I'm, I mean, I love the draft. I'm looking forward to making all of that money. Um, I mean, I'm learning things. I am just stunned that someone named Frank Nitalikina. Yeah. Nitalikina. Yeah. Apparently a black man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Dallas Mavericks hired. So I, he, inst- he instantly shot up my draft board. Uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks hired his coach to help coach on their summer league team. Mm. Oh God, I can't believe we didn't reference this. Phil Jackson just fired Chris Stapp's favorite coach. Yeah, no, we, no, we just did. We, we mentioned it. You were. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you were I was, placing I was a betting. bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to. There are going to be more trades. Like, the idea that I can sit here at noon on a Thursday and just know NBA trades will happen today, I can't put a price on that. What are your uh, draft night plans, Keith? I think I'm Give just me. going to sit alone. In the baby dungeon. In the baby dungeon. That's no, the no, end. You've got to assemble a crew. I don't think I'm going to. I mean, you got to blow in that conch shell. Here's one of the things. There's a lot of people, a lot of people I like hanging out with. On draft night... I have to walk. It's just you and the you and the Twitter. I have to walk that fine line of having people over who might ask, Mm -hmm. like like, one hundred twenty percent too many questions. Right. Like I I like some questions, but if it's like, I just want to be focused. This Mm -hmm. is like this is like this is church. Yeah. No. 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 Just me and my Lord. I I just don't. I don't don't, don't need to have a talk. Like let's just. uh, Right. Yeah. No. This this is my night. I'll think it over. I got I got seven hours to figure out what the plan is. Um, but yeah, no, what's your, do you have, what's your draft night plans, John? I'm working on it, man. <laughs> I'm working on it. I figure I place a few more bets and then put like a, a ticket to Mexico on standby in case I lose all of them, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working on it. We'll see after the first four picks, I'll have a better idea of whether or not I can go home again. Yeah. Pick, pickle probably doesn't have any kind of extradition <clears throat> power to Mexico. No, but he probably has people down there though. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. There's well, mules everywhere. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, all right. Well, those are, uh, those are our par fadeaways. Uh, thanks for listening guys. If you want to stick around for some more Grizzlies talk for the Grizzlies epilogue, stick around for that. Remember, write iTunes reviews, support us at patreoncom slash fast break breakfast. Follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break for all the hot takes as the draft unfolds. 
tonight. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. All right, I just briefly wanted to do another Grizzlies epilogue because we're at the precipice of the free agency starting in a week and draft night. Grizzlies don't have any draft picks. Everyone thinks they're going to trade (laughs) one of their second round picks in the future. They have six second round picks over the next two years to get into the second round. I don't know why they'd really do that. They don't need any more players. Like they don't need any more second round players, guys who aren't definitely good. Yeah, they don't need to draft any more um, players that aren't good either. Right. So, I mean, like maybe you get one where, you, where you're where you pretty sure like the end of the first round, it can be a draft and stash or a one of those two-way D-League contracts. You would, you would think it'd be a stash guy Yeah, looking but, at the roster. But apparently there aren't that many good stash options available. But um, I want to talk about the Grizzlies because, again, the free agency, I talked about some of it in my apology. The Tony Allen thing is weird. Like he still last year was number one in the NBA in steal percentage and number one in deflections per 100 possessions. So, yeah, he's limited offensively, but what else better are you going to get? That part's weird. I think it's there's almost no way Vince Carter comes back. Um, the Grizzlies are looking at losing Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, Vince Carter, and Jermichael Green. Um, they have seven core guys into next year. Uh, Mike Conley, Mark Gasol, Chandler Parsons. I think James Ennis is part of that. Baldwin, Deontay Davis. And it looks like they're going to keep Wayne Selden. So, uh, John, I'm curious. Do you think... I have four other optional guys under contract where I consider these guys to be fungible. Like, if you lose them, who cares? Uh, and that's Troy Daniels, Brandon Wright, Jerome Martin, and Andrew Harrison. Any of those guys you, uh, you'd, you'd be sad to see go? I'd be elated to see all of them go. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you need to move Brandon Wright. Operating under the idea that Jermichael Green comes back in restricted free agency for like $10 million or, or $11 million, which I think is the upper limit of what the Grizzlies should pay, I hate to call back to exit interviews yet again, but Brandon Wright's didn't seem to go that well. No, I mean, he was obviously frustrated uh, right. that he didn't get to play in the playoffs when, when he was healthy. I do think if you bring back Jermichael Green at $11 million, I would love to see Zach Randolph come back on like a Mono Ginobili special, like a, like a two-year $8 million per season with a player option for next year. If that's the well, case... If we do that and then don't do the same thing with Tony Allen, I'll walk into the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, f- I feel like if you, do, if you do that with those big guys, you, you almost certainly have to get rid of Brandon Wright and his $6 million contract for next year. I feel like Brandon Wright would be really good back on the Mavericks, where he, he really succeeded well. I feel like he'd be really good on the Hawks, who now only have Miles Plumley as, as a center. <coughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, if you could, if you could work out, you know, that's right. They don't even have Mike Muscala anymore. What the hell? Are yeah, the Mike, Mike Muscala is an unrestricted free agent. <laughs> I, I know the Rockets are talking about unloading Patrick Beverly, and they probably don't. That's what. I, that's all I want to talk about. Well, so so the Rockets don't want to take on a contract for ne- for next season, but Brandon Wright for Patrick Beverly is a straight up swap. I feel like Brandon Wright would be amazing on the Rockets as like the backup Clint Capella big. Like him running pick and rolls with all those shooters around him seems like he'd be incredible. And obviously the Grizzlies would then get Pat Beverly. So, John, you're really fired up about Pat Pat Beverly, right? Well, this is the darkness that is Grizzlies fandom while everybody else is like, ooh, maybe we could get in on that Chris Stapps trade action. Ooh, maybe we could move up in the draft. Grizzlies fans are just like, what do we got to do to get Pat Beverly? (laughs) I would love him on your team. He would be... 
It would be like the That's grind. That's the only way that would make the Tony Allen walk away feel okay. No, you got to have Tony Allen and, and Pat him. Beverly. It's yeah. I don't know. That's too much. That would take me back to the Calathus, Tony Allen, James Johnson <laughs> triumvirate. If Tony did leave and Pat Beverly uh, came, would he only be, Keith... would he be the grindfather part two? Oh, well done. I did it. Yeah. Was that? <laughs> that was all I wanted to do. Who's, who's the veto? Who's the veto on the Grizzlies? <laughs> Cancun. <laughs> no question. It kind of does look like John Cazale in a weird way. <laughs> no, I think Pat Beverly would be awesome on the Grizzlies as a backup point guard to Mike Conley, and then he can play alongside Mike Conley. You know, it's a little undersized, but I think that's a good backcourt, like Beverly and Conley together, because the Grizzlies are apparently looking to use. Mike Conley off the ball more, and he was actually incredible off the ball last yes, season. Yes, he was. Even though a lot of people don't realize that that he does work well off the ball. Um, another option would be to trade. I feel like if you s- sent Vince Carter, who has an expiring contract, Vince Carter and Andrew Harrison would be a legal trade. And then I feel like you could, th- I would, if I'm the Grizzlies, I would throw in two second round picks to make that happen. I would throw Vince Vince Carter. Uh, Andrew Harrison, two second round picks for Pat Beverly. Now that takes care of having a veteran backup point guard, which we've never had. You can play him some of the two. Wade Baldwin then will be your third point guard and also maybe can play some two as well. And in that situation, I can understand Tony Allen leaving. Obviously, I want Tony Allen to stay. But having a guard rotation of Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Pat Beverly, uh, Wade Baldwin, that's great to me. Like for me, that, that makes me really excited. I don't. Again, I, I'm not sure it's you likely. Just, you just said something about being excited with Wade Baldwin in the sentence, so I'm gonna call BS on that. <laughs> well, I still feel like again he's a mid first round pick from last year. Like we need to get something going. Um, if the so if the Grizzlies sign Jamichael Green uh, at like ten eleven million dollars, I think Tony Allen, if you can come back, like you know, like four or five million. They've said minimum. Uh, I heard on the. Uh, a Memphis podcast, the, the outsiders with Cam Rose and Anthony Sane. Oh, wow. uh, Cam Rose pretty plugged in. He said that, that Tony Allen makes it sound like he would come back and play for literally anything. Like he doesn't care, you know, just, just enough money to go out to dinner type thing. He's already got that murder van. He doesn't need anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. My biggest target, my biggest free agent target, if they can bring these guys back, if they create some room by moving uh, Andrew Harrison, Brandon Wright, and then Troy Daniels. I think Troy Daniels is kind of useless. Like, I know he had some great moments. He's like a uh, guy you throw in when you're down 20 or up 20, and, and he works in those situations. But um, I feel like C.J. Miles is a big target, but I feel like he's going to be a big target for everyone. And he's a guy who would probably take your entire mid-level exception uh, $8.4 million a year. And how much better is he than Troy Daniels? Well, actually, CJ, he, he's way better. I mean, he, he, okay. he's insanely better. He's a, he's a big guy. He can actually guard the two and the three. He can play both. He, he shoots a better percentage. He's taller. He gets a shot up a little easier. I may be conflating him with CJ Miles. No, no, CJ Miles is good. Are you thinking of CJ yeah. Watson? No. No, because I, I don't know who that is. I know who Earl Watson is. CJ Watson played at UT, John. I'm ashamed of you. Mm. Was he, did he play under Pat Summit? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Uh, so, so like, um, I would love to see CJ Miles come in. My a- absolute dream scenario, which is again such a tempered dream, is you know like you get Tony Allen back, you get Jamichael and Zach back. Uh, Vince Ursan Ilyasova. 
Well, if Jamichael goes, Ersan Ilyasovia is then my top pick for a full mid-level exception to be our starting power forward for next year. In that situation, you can't bring in CJ Miles or really anyone else. I like how Keith is so scarred from our years of horrible shooting that Ersan Ilyasova and CJ Miles seem like saviors. Mm. <laughs> I, I got to <laughs> say, they can actually shoot. <laughs> a, Mar- a Mark Gasol, Ersan Ilyasova front court gives me all kind of glee. I feel, I feel Frankenstein's like, monsters. I feel like that, 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 that'd be super fun. Um, so, I mean... But my draft night takeaway is I hope the Grizzlies actually have a chance to maybe unload a contract for someone who's already under contract. Um, there are a few options that, that aren't great. Because, again, um, to, to wrap up, I'm, I don't want the Grizzlies to do much as far as getting into the draft. I don't, I don't really care about that. But they need to open up roster spots. Like, they already have, yeah. like, 13 guys we're pretty sure are going to be on the team. And that's assuming Too many bums. That, that's assuming they take. And if they bring back two of those four free agents, like that's already 14 guys. Um, yeah. So I would like to see some roster spots open. I can have Pat Beverly dreams or also that Tyler Johnson dreams. If the heat are trying to dump his crazy salary, that would lock the Grizzlies into insane luxury tax nonsense in 2018, 19. But man, a year of Tyler Johnson, he also, He'd be amazing in Memphis. Yeah, he would be so God, great. he would be another three-point shooter. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, and then if it's not that, I have the most average dreams of like, can we get Langston Galloway for not much money? Or can we get like Randy Foy, as I talked about? Because again, my goals <laughs> are one more wing who can shoot and a backup veteran point guard. What That's, about maybe Craig Hodges? Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Steve Kerr has his back holding up. I literally Just more three point shooters. <laughs> I literally Googled. Does Grievous Vasquez still play basketball this morning? Uh, uh, I think he still plays offense. He never played defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to figure out what I'd rather have Sergio Rodriguez or Jose Calderon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what it was. I think. Oh, yeah. I think you, I think you mispronounced Bano Udre. That's right. Bano <laughs> Udre, uh, total free agent. I was thinking maybe, uh, can we dust off old Rodney Stuckey? Anyway, hey, that's what I, I, I my my uh, finger wavered over the Rodney Stuckey button when I was looking at those MLE <laughs> candidates. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, well, uh, John, any last thing you want to say, uh, Grizzlies related, or are we just time to? Uh, I just want to remind everyone that I am nude right now. Yep. and uh, to arrive safely. All right, you heard it right there. Thanks for listening. Go Grizz. Have fun draft night. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand?